Happy Sunday, Living Hope. I'm Chanel, and I'm so excited to share a word with you on this morning. Let us first begin with prayer. Uh, most righteous and eternal God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity, God, to share a word with your sons and your daughters. Father, we pray, oh God, that you would anoint your servant on today to speak this word. We pray that your wall, that your word would fall on good ground on today, God, and that you would empower us to do your will in the earth. We thank you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I want to talk a little bit, uh, first starter, I want to talk about just a little bit about my childhood. Uh, most of you may know that I grew up and I had an apostolic upbringing. I grew up in the apostolic church, or for some of you, you may have heard of Pentecostal church, uh, the Pentecostal denomination. And, and simply what that mean was that we were save, save, that we, uh, we spent our lives <laughs> in church all day at times. But I will say, um, it is something that I would trade. I would trade it for anything. It was such an amazing time in my life to be able to experience the power of God in such uh, an amazing way, such a life-changing way. Uh, I remember growing up in our church, uh, along the walls you would see uh, canes and crutches and sometimes wheelchairs that literally, it, it, was, a, it was an actual physical um, manifestation of the power of God or the healing virtue of God happening within our services. You literally can see. And so, it, so you imagine as a child, me seeing people in wheelchairs, standing up out of their wheelchairs and walking up and down the aisles. Or seeing people who were uh, to be delivered from um, demonic oppression. All of these types of things were such, um, they shaped who I am as a person. And more than any of those things that I can say as an adult now, nothing shaped me more than being in the presence of God. I remember it so, like, it, even now I'm so sensitive to the presence and to the spirit of God because of what I grew up with. And it's so, feeling the tangible presence, feeling like you're at the feet of God, feeling so powerful in him, it's life-changing. You're not the same because of it. So even though we were in church and we felt this overwhelming presence of God, we saw signs and wonders, miracles happening right in front of our eyes, we would walk outside of the church doors and then we're faced with injustice. We're faced with seeing young girls, young boys, um, in handcuffs, against police cars, sitting on the curves, and feeling this overwhelming sense of powerlessness. We go from feeling so powerful in the presence of God, and then we walk outside of the church and we feel that powerlessness because of injustice. Um, my aunt, I was talking to her the other day and she reminded me of a situation that happened. And I, and I remember I'm like, Oh yeah, that, that did happen. Right. She tells me 
She said, do you remember, Chanel, when we had just got out of service and my uncle, who's probably one of the most bravest, brave men that I know, he had a gun in his holster. He has a, a, is a licensed weapon. Um, he handled the money. And so, you know, sometimes when you live in urban communities. And so he had, and, and honestly, whether you live in an urban community or not, let's be real, okay? He had a licensed licensed weapon. And so we're getting outside of church. We just left church and we're all standing outside and the police, they're driving by the church and they just so happen to see his holster with his gun, right? And immediately it's as if they sense there's a danger. There's a black man with a weapon and now we must you know, we must act. We have to stop him, right? So they stopped my uncle. And even though he produced the paperwork, his license that he, that it was, le that his weapon was legal, it didn't matter. They still arrested him and they still took him to jail. Even though he, now let's consider he, he was within his legal right. But because of their, injustice because of their judgment of him they took him to jail anyway and I remember when she started to relay this story to me I again I I it was as if reliving that helplessness that powerlessness all over again and so I have to ask myself how do we how do we how do we live with that contradiction of feeling powerful in the church, but then feeling, feeling powerless outside of the church? Yeah. Yeah. In the book of Micah, Micah gives us a roadmap and how to deal with that powerlessness. Yeah. I'm going to read with you. Micah, <laughs> Micah, give me a second, guys. Micah 6 and 8. Micah says, and he hath showed thee, O man, what is good. And what doth the Lord require of thee? What is the Lord requiring of us? But to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with God. What is the Lord requiring of us? You know, what is he saying? Even though in the midst of so much that is happening in the midst of injustice, in the midst of fear, in the midst of prejudice. Yeah. How do we deal with that? Yeah. He said, we're not like them. What we're going to do, what is required for us to do is yeah. to act justly, yeah. to love mercy, yeah. and to walk humbly with God. Yeah. Let us consider the first point. How do we act justly? Immediately when I think about just, justly or I think about justice, I think about fairness. What is fair? God is requiring that we act fair. He's, he's not only requiring, he is, he's demanding just. He's demanding that we act justly. Um, one of the stories in the Bible that comes to mind too is the Bible when when this give me a second. So the Bible when he talks about uh, how 
the uh, some of the Israel some of the Israelites the uh, whether they be the priest or the men of authority in Israel, if you will, they bring this woman to Jesus, and they say, Jesus, this woman is an adulteress. She she's committed adultery, and legally, right or under the law, she should be stoned. So they're asking for justice. This woman should be stoned according to justice, according to law. But Jesus, he turns and he says, well, actually, Jesus doesn't even look at them. But he says, he that doesn't know sin, he said, cast the first stone. If you don't know any sin, you cast the first stone at this, at this woman. And, and actually what Jesus was doing was he was acting justly, but he was also loving mercy. He was showing mercy and compassion towards this woman. And even after that, you know, Jesus, he, tell, you know, he, goes to the, he talks to the woman and she says, where are, your, where are those that condemned you? Where are those that condemned you? He said, Neither, he said, I don't condemn you. But he told her to sin no more. And then he even said that I am the light of the world. And he said, when you follow me, you no longer walk in darkness, but you walk in the light. So Jesus is saying here, he said, act justice, act justly. Be fair to one another. Be fair to her. He's saying love mercy, love compassion. And then he said, as you are acting justly, as you are loving mercy, you are also following in me, meaning that you are leaving the darkness. And when we become Christian, we decide to follow after Christ. And we are no longer in darkness. But now, when we are children of the light, we are able to be as Christ mm. is. Mm. The final point that Micah gives us in Micah 6, and he says to walk humbly. Mm. When we begin to walk humbly with God, we set aside our own self-righteousness. Mm. We set aside our pride. And we decide that we're going to follow the move of God, that we will walk in humility and we will say, God, you know, there are things that we don't understand, but we are going to walk with the move of God. Right now, everything that is happened on, happening right now on a global scale, God is bringing the injustices that has happened to African-Americans, to black people, to the global forefront. This is the move of God. And God is calling for us to walk with him in that movement. Mm. This is an act of obedience. How do we deal with the powerlessness that we feel when we're in the church? You know, once we leave outside of the church, we are obedient to Christ. Mm. We are obedient to what is required of us, which is to act justly, to love mercy, to to walk humbly with God, that obedience gives us power. When we obey what God is calling to us to do, we obeying his presence, it empowers us. Be brave. You know, in this time, you may feel like, well, you know, I may not have experienced injustice to this degree. Right. Right. You might not feel that powerlessness, but you may feel powerless while you're sitting at home watching. Yeah. 
what's happening. You're sitting at home and you're seeing what happened to George Floyd. You're watching the video. You're seeing what happened to Fidel Castro. You're seeing what, you know, reading what happened to Breonna Taylor and Sandra uh, and all these other, all these injustices that we're, we just happen to be seeing on video, on camera, it's everywhere, all over the place. And something within you just doesn't sit right. You, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. But I don't know how to deal with it. I feel powerless. Mm -hmm. But what I say to you is that your obedience to God mm -hmm. is one way to feel powerful. Mm -hmm. Because you and your personal life will take the time to act justly, to be fair, yeah. to when you see, you see truth, you speak truth, and yes. you demand yes. truth mm -hmm. from people in leadership. That's one way to take back your power. Mm -hmm. Or that's one way to feel more powerful. Mm -hmm. And even still, when I think about being that kid and, and being in church and you're feeling so powerful in church, you know, that powerfulness that you feel in church in the presence of God, what I feel, I felt that, that, that tangible presence of God always with me, molding me, making me, teaching me, grooming me, feeling that power, that presence of God, I take that with me out to the streets yes. and my obedience to God and living what God has required and called me to be. Be brave. God is calling for us to be brave. God is calling us to speak up, to stand out, and to act. He's calling for us to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. You can do it. We can do it. We are not without hope. For with God, all things are possible. Let me pray for us. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for your presence today, God. We thank you that your presence, it never leaves us, God. That your, present is all, your presence is always with us, God. That just as you were with me as a child in that church house, God, your presence is with us. It is teaching us. It is grooming us, God. It is causing us to act with bravery. It's causing us to act with justice and fairness, God. It is causing us to act with mercy, God, to speak, to say, and to, man, and to demand justice, God. We thank you that you are empowering your sons and daughters on this morning, God. And we thank you for that on today, God. We pray that you would make us brave, God. We pray that you would make us bold, God. That we will speak the words that you have called us to speak, God. That we will commit the actions and do what you have called us to do, God. Individually, God. On our jobs, in our homes, what we see on the streets, God. Make us like you. In the name of Jesus. God, we thank you that on this morning we are more like you like than never before, God. That we are brave, that we are bold, that we will demand justice. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that fear no longer lives here. That we are not powerless, but we are powerful in you. We love you, Jesus. 
we thank you. In your name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, everyone. Have a great Sunday. Love you. Amen. Amen. So powerful, right? Yeah. What a powerful day. Mm. Thank you, Chanel, for that. Yes. Marvelous word from the mm. Lord that we're all strengthened and encouraged mm. by. Mm. I love that. <clears throat> I, I wanted to just kind of emphasize the juxtaposition of the power mm. and powerlessness. Yeah. <clears throat> and that we feel powerful in the house of God, mm. in the midst of worship. Yeah. But then when we can step out onto the mm. street in the face of injustice and feel powerless, mm. let me say, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> something in my throat. It's not. It's not that grown up. <laughs> <clears throat> Some of you yeah. have actually never felt the power of God mm. in the house of God. Mm. And if you have never experienced the power of God in the house of God in worship, yeah. <clears throat> mm. how much more powerless do you feel in the face of injustice? Yeah. Because you know, as we've been talking about justice over these last couple of months, more and more I hear people say. I wish there was something I could do, but yeah. I feel powerless. Yeah. I feel like there's nothing I could do. Mm. <clears throat> the start is connecting with the power of God mm. in the house of God. Mm. You know, this morning in prayer, I was just reminded of these moments in which the Lord placed his hand on my life. Mm. And I knew God was placing his hand on my life. Mm. Going all the way back to my childhood, there were these watershed moments mm. when the Lord just put his hand on me. And it was always an encounter with his presence. Mm. And that encounter with his presence was his way of letting me know, I got you. Yeah, yeah. That no matter how difficult the road ahead is, mm. I got you. Mm. And and what what you whatever you're gonna need for the road of, uh, road ahead, I'm already depositing it mm. on the inside of you. It's mm. the presence and power of God mm. that is above all things mm. the priority of our lives. Mm. And what we desire more than anything else. Mm. Mm is that each and every one of you under the sound of our voice would experience the presence and power of God, that you would experience the presence and power of God. And the, the most painful thing about this season in which this is all video and all internet and all online is that you don't get to experience what we used to experience every Sunday at the altar. Yeah. That if you would just come to the altar, the power and presence of God was breaking out there and, and we could see visibly the presence of God coming upon the, the minds and, and lives and bodies of individuals hmm. who were seeking the face of God. But this morning, as, I, as we were just talking to the Lord, you know, the Lord <clears throat> is not bound by space and time. Yeah. He's not. Hmm. It's not bound by space and time. And He is able to move right through the internet hmm. and touch your life. Hmm. He is able to move right <clears throat> through the live stream mm. and touch your life. Yeah. He is able right now mm. to set you on fire, mm. to baptize you in his presence. Mm. I'm telling you that every cry, every desire of your heart mm. is at its very root and foundation, a desire for the presence of God. Mm. What every human being longs for more than anything else is the presence and power of God. The presence and power of God. And this morning I wanna jumpstart your longing. I want to jumpstart your hunger. I want to jumpstart your pursuit of the presence and power of God because there is no brokenness mm. that cannot be mended mm. in God's presence. Mm. 
Amen. Amen. And as you pursue the presence of God, I want to highlight what Chanel said this morning, that your obedience mm. empowers you, mm. makes you powerful. Mm -hmm. No matter how small that act of obedience mm. is, every time you obey the voice of God, you release the power of kingdom, mm -hmm. you release the presence mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. And I want to highlight that today. And mm -hmm. I want to challenge you to see God's voice right mm -hmm. now. Ask him right now as you are joining in mm -hmm. right now. Ask him, God, what do you want me to do today? Mm -hmm. God, how can I obey you this week? Mm -hmm. I want you to ask God for something specific. And in your act of obedience, maybe it's call somebody and pray for somebody. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's donate mass for those in the streets. I don't know. Whatever it can be. Maybe wake up five minutes early and spend time with me. I don't know. But when you ask the Lord and you hear his voice in your act of obedience, it empowers you. It releases power. Your obedience releases the power and the presence of That's Jesus right. Christ. Right. I remember a few, many years ago in the beginning of our church, we often got discouraged a lot. And I remember one day, Benjamin said, let's go. We were like, you know, vegging out, laying out one Monday, just feeling really discouraged. Mm. And he says, Sonny, let's go. Mm. I'm like, where are we going? We gotta go get strengthened. I'm like, what? And he grabbed my hand, and this is when we lived in Emeryville, if you remember, and he drove to the Children's Hospital mm. on MLK, which we'll see you this Saturday at. And we just stood in front of the uh, uh, ER, right? And Benjamin just said, we're pastors from the local area and we just want to pray for you. Can we pray for you? And like nine out of 10 people said yes. And as we just prayed for, and we went into the hospital too, right? Yeah. In the ER. Mm -hmm. And we just said, we're pastors from the area. Can we pray for you? And you know, we ended up at ICU for children. Remember that? And just, we, we just obeyed and we walked away more strengthened yeah. than ever. Do you feel weak? That's right. Do you feel powerless? That's right. Do you feel uh, like if you joined us at Sunday uh, prayer shift, Anna talked about, you know, like you have flesh and blood, just like the, the Ezekiel, the vision, but you don't feel like you're living. And those, are, those, uh, those dry bones, even though the flesh was on, they didn't live until the breath of God, until the spirit of God entered you feel lifeless right. you know what all it takes is for you to hear the voice of God That's right. and in your obedience it empowers you it empowers you right yeah. like Chanel said we need three things mm. and we need to walk in obedience to that mm. we don't only believe what is right but we do what is right mm. in this day and age we as a people of God we're gonna pursue justice in our land. No matter how small it may be, we're gonna obey and we're gonna pursue justice. We're gonna demand justice from this nation. And we're going to love mercy. We're not going to just point hands and judge, but we're gonna love mercy. We're gonna walk in the mercy and the grace of God. And then we're gonna be humble. We're gonna walk in humility. 
that we're going to look into our own hearts and we're going to see, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to check our hearts. And if there's any racism in our hearts, if there's any selfishness in our hearts, we're going to come before God humbly. We're going to obey God in these three areas. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Justice demands to be done. Justice is an action. Mm. Like these are the three things God requires, as Mm. as Chanel, Bishop Chanel uh, so eloquently told us. Mm. Act justly or or do justly. Justice demands Mm. to be done. Yep, yep. And then... um, Love mercy. Love mercy. Mm. And here's the key. Like if you love mercy but you don't do justly, if God, I mean, if you do justly but you don't love mercy, if God did justly without loving mercy, he would have destroyed all of us. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> right? We better be glad he loves mercy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We better be glad yes, yes. he loves mercy. Yeah. But then walk humbly. And humility is the thing that it's mm. so easy to use. It's so easy to lose. Mm. Like when you go about mm. doing justly mm. and loving mercy, yeah. it's so easy to lose your humility when you see those who are not doing right? justly yeah, yeah. or loving mercy. Mm. Mm. So good. And so walking humbly... Uh, is the way in which we continue to walk in love in mm. the midst. Mm. But I really want you know, to, to come back to this aspect of connecting with the power of God in the secret place through worship yeah. and connecting with the power of God in the public place mm. through obedience. Mm. And this is, the, this is the strategy. This mm. is what it means mm. to do justly, to love mercy, mm. and to walk humbly. Mm. I've got to go back to that secret place to yeah. get that humility back. Yeah. I got to go back to that secret place yeah. to regain my courage to do yep. justly, to mm. act justly. I've mm. got to go back to that secret place to mm. connect with his love of mercy. Mm. And then I got to go back to the public place mm. and I've got to speak. Yeah. I've got to see the truth. I got to speak the truth. I've mm. got to demand the truth. Yep. I yep. cannot, I cannot, I cannot mm. coordin- uh, uh, agree with the lie. Yeah. When I see the lie, yeah. I have to expose yep. it. Yep. That's it. That's it. So I want to encourage you to seek his voice. And let's walk in obedience and be strengthened this week. Amen? During Sunday's shift, I saw a vision of just like a stream going down, the river going down. Mm. And whoever just is like riding the, the, the water mm. of this like day and age, the culture and the way of this world, it's the water is going to take us deeper into hopelessness and helplessness. And as we were praying, I saw a vision of us like a fish. Instead of just just letting the water carry us down, we turned around and we swam upward against the stream. And as we swam upward against the stream you know i am from anchorage alaska and when i used to go fishing for salmon it's like they would go upward stream upward Mm -hmm. to lay their Mm -hmm. eggs to be fruitful kingdom fruitfulness comes when we swim against the stream right and i just feel like god is calling you and i this week to let's wake up let's get up let's turn around let's stop just uh, oh pandemic oh you know Let's turn around, wake up, and let's stream upward. And let's be fruitful through our obedience. Amen.